Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another edition of the 1620 The Jays Podcast. I am Josh Peterson. We appreciate you for joining us today. And a reminder to please subscribe, rate, and review. Share the podcast with your fellow Creighton Blue Jay fans. We are nearing the end of August, and we have a good show for you today. First off, John Bishop had a chance to talk with senior women's soccer player Maddie Radke, the senior out of Parkland, Colorado. Join him to discuss her career and the 2023 season, which has already began for the Creighton Blue Jays. Another Colorado product, this one from Denver, Molly Rogers. Join me. What a fun story for Molly as she joined Creighton as a student manager for the cross-country team. Now she is running with the rest of the women there. Enjoy the interviews today, and again, Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Here's John Bishop first with Maddie Radke. Thanks, Josh. Welcome back to our 1620 The Jays podcast. As we mentioned on last week's show, the women's soccer team got the head start on everybody in terms of getting some actual varsity regular season action underway. The Jays are off to an 0-1-1 start, drawing with Nebraska last weekend before falling to Missouri. We're joined by senior defender Maddie Radke, who was accountable for one of the goals in the match against Nebraska last week. Maddie, we appreciate you joining us here on the 1620 The Jays podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. We were talking offline, uh, this being your senior year, and when I you know, said congratulations to making it to your senior year, you, you almost had a little bit of a sigh of relief there. Has, it, has this been a, uh, a long process for you? I mean, it's been a long process, but it's been fun. Like, all the people I've met, like playing soccer, I've always wanted to play D1 soccer, but, you know, just being in school now for like, I don't know, 16 years, it's... <laughs> Just too much. And I just I'm excited to be done with the school aspect, not the soccer part. Yeah, I was going to say, because you've been doing the club soccer thing since you were four. Yeah. So I've been playing soccer. It's basically my whole life. I don't know what I'd do without it. So it's going to be weird once college ends. That's for sure. Well, let's start there first. Why? uh, What got you in at such a young age? I'm guessing mom and dad had a lot to do with it. Kind of my, so both my mom and dad never played soccer. So my dad played baseball and my mom grew up in a really small town and they didn't really have sports. Like you would just do like, Oh, track, volleyball, whatever they had. But my mom like wanted me to just do things. And I hated soccer from like the age four or five, six. And then I finally started liking it and like, because I started getting friends and I was like, Oh, this is kind of fun. So then I really started getting into it, but I would say, yeah, my parents forced me, but yeah. But at the same time, you, like you said, and it's, was it something where they wanted you active in something? And so soccer was one, but did you play other sports while you were trying to figure out what it is, which one you were going to like the best? 
yeah. So I played soccer and basketball. And then when it got to like, when I was in like fifth grade, I had to choose between soccer and basketball because they both would like, I'd go to soccer practice and basketball practice. And then I'd have a soccer game, then a basketball game. And it like started like being too much. And that's when I decided that I actually like soccer more than basketball. So then I was like, Oh, like maybe I do like this. And you also said that having, you know, making friends those first few years was really important. So I'm guessing maybe a little, you know, having better friends with soccer than in basketball probably helped drive you in that way. Yeah. And like when I was younger, I was the most shy person. Like I would hide behind anyone and everyone. So I didn't really like get friends easily. So then like when I was like around a ton of people, I was like, Ooh, I don't like this. But then like I opened out of my shell a little bit and then I started to love it. At what point, because you said, you know, once you got past six, seven years old, that's when you really started to enjoy it. At what point did it go from merely enjoying it to realizing, hey, I'm really good at this. And then the decision to this might be something that can carry me beyond just, you know, recreational play. Um, I mean, like eighth grade it was like that was when the recruiting process was crazy like colleges were reaching out when i was in eighth grade and then i was like oh like i need to take this pretty seriously because this could get me pretty far in life like being able to play a sport in college i mean it's like almost everyone's dream that like is in sports so like knowing that like at the age of like in eighth grade that oh i actually could be good enough to play in college that's when it really set in that like I have to start taking this seriously and like, this is going to set up my future. And then, and like you said, it started in eighth grade and it moved in. At what point does then Creighton start to get onto your radar? Uh, Creighton got onto my radar, my sophomore year of high school. Cause that was like the time to commit was your sophomore year when I was getting recruited. So my sophomore year of high school was when I was reached out by the coaching staff and then I came and visited Creighton. And then I realized like all the values that Creighton has, like they really emphasize like the team is family and like family is like a big part of my life. So feeling that I was at home away from home is really why I chose Creighton. Interesting because going back to when you realized that you enjoyed soccer, it was because of friends, because of familiarity. And so that that central theme just kind of carries right on into making this, you know, part of your uh, your four year education. Yes. Maddie, this this team this year, you know, last year um, started to build some momentum. Then coming into this season, a lot of players back, including yourself. So what was what what was the level of confidence in, in the offseason in terms of maybe being able to take yet another step for for this program and also knowing that, hey, this is my last go around at this. So we want to make this one count. Yeah, I mean, in the spring, we like once we realize like we are a very confident team and with what we can do and like we got new people that just have up the level and like. I trust everyone on that field that we are going to try and win every game. And if we don't like we put our best effort forward and 
I can like I confidently went into the season knowing that this is going to be one of the best seasons like I feel like Creighton has ever had just because of how the team is like not just talent wise just the close knit it is and just everything like it just feels it, it sounds kind of weird but it just feels like different like to me than last year like this year it just like I have just like a really good feeling. How much of that then carried over into the first game against Nebraska? It's a, you know, obviously all the Creighton programs have Nebraska as their rival, but in the case of women's soccer, hadn't played them in almost 20 years. And you being from out of state, probably not as familiar with the rivalry between the schools. Obviously you've been in school now for a few years, so you get it, but how much, how much of that confidence carried into that first match? And what did you feel like there was an added level of, hey, we got to get this done because this is a rare shot we get at these guys. I mean, we played them in the spring and lost 4-0. And we were like, that is not us. We don't know who that was. And then we went into this game like, you know, we beat Omaha the week before. Why, why don't we just make, instead of just making Omaha blue, why don't we make Nebraska blue? So we really went into it with more like, we went into it with like a fight in us. And like, we want, we wanted to win. We wanted to show them like, yeah, you won against us 4-0, but that was just lucky. So then we came out and I guess it showed up. Would that mindset have been there last year? I think it, I think it would have been, it would have been there, but I don't think it would have been at the same level it is now. I just feel like there's everyone has the same goal this year. And that goal is to say, make the Big East final because last year we got a taste of it by just being in the semis. And like, we didn't feel like we were done yet once we lost in the semifinal last year. And it's a tough conference. I mean, Georgetown's always good. And there's a lot of good teams. I know you all were picked mid pack this year in the Big East. Do you look at preseason rankings and things like that? Do you, do you guys use that as motivation? If, if you, if you feel like you're being shortchanged, I mean, I would say we don't really pay attention to it at all because I would say with the game of soccer, it just depends on game to game. One, like I would say Mizzou was like, we got outplayed and like that was an off game for us. But like that happens in conference too. Like a team may be ranked one, but then say like they have an off game and you beat them three, one. But I mean, so rankings to me in the game of soccer can just all depend on the day. Right. And scoring that fast, I mean, it's one of the fastest goals in Creighton history. Did you sense that there was almost a, I, I don't want to say relief or maybe relaxing, but you score so quickly that does, does that change the mindset? And, and maybe that's one of the reasons why things didn't go as well later in the match. I would say like, I mean, scoring a goal that early, like brings a sense of comfortability. Like you're like, Oh, I'm up. We're up. Oh, one 20 seconds in like, it's, it's a great feeling, but then like you almost get too comfortable because yeah. like we don't like we can maybe lay off the pressure a little bit, but then like there's more like fight in the other team, I would say, because they're like, we just got scored in 20 minutes. We really need to push, push, push. So then it becomes like the fact like if you become comfortable with that, the other team will probably like come back and kind of like push it down your throat. Maddie, you've had to fight through a couple of injuries. You had one in your during high school that kept you out for a season. You've you had you lost a part of a season here at Creighton 
because of an injury. Was there ever a point in either of those two moments where you thought, maybe this isn't for me? Um, I wouldn't say so. I kind of saw him just more as a chance for me to come back like stronger because I would say with my first injury and it was my junior year of high school, I tore ACL meniscus. And honestly, I never even saw like a weight room before I got injured. So I was just like a little string bean running around. Like I had no muscle on me. So like, it's weird to say, like, I'm happy about my injuries. I'm happy that I went through them. And I'm happy they happened to me because I, it's changed me as a player. It sees me like you see like the game of soccer in a different perspective. Like you don't take it for granted. Like now I see every game as a new opportunity to like give it my all because who knows? Like now I have two bad knees. You never know when they're going to give out. Like, so you just got to play every game now. Like it's your last. And honestly, I'm very happy that I injured. Is there a part of you that's kicking yourself going, hey, this weight thing, I, I wish I would have found this earlier? Kind of. Um, I just, I don't think I would have known what I was doing in the gym because like I had like a trainer. Like, after <laughs> You would have needed help. <laughs> yeah, I would have had no idea. So I would have just been in there like probably lifting like five pounds and being like, man, that was a good lift. I'm going to head out. <laughs> season continues this week uh against st louis um what 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 are you expecting we talked a little bit earlier you know the confidence in this group is as high as it has ever been what is the ceiling for this team i mean i think the ceiling is what we set it's like our mindset i would say is our ceiling because i i think we can go in every game and i believe that we could win every game that we go into it just all like, it just depends on the mindset we go in with. Like if we like right now, we know like the group we have, how strong we are and everything that we can do. So this game coming up, yeah, we just got like, we had an upset, like it was a tough game for us. It wasn't how we played, but it was just more of a learning moment I would say for us. And now like we saw what happens when we're at our lows, we've seen what happens, what happens at our highs. So now we just need to try to, bring that together when we're in our lows to think about what our highs can be and just strive for that. Maddie, as we've pointed out, you've been playing this game since four years old. It's been your, it's been your life. Are, are you, are you dreading seeing the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of being done with the sport? What, how do you see this sport being a part of you when you're done playing it? Oh, I don't I haven't really thought about it too much because I've gone season to season because of my injuries. So I'm like, I just have to get through this season and then I'm seeing where I'm at. Cause like, I believe like my knees can keep holding out for a little bit, but like say just by the off chance they don't, I would say like, I would put my body before soccer. So it would just all depend on that. I would say. What are your plans after soccer or after school? I mean, right now, um, I really don't want to do anything with my degree, even though I'm a marketing major. Um, I really want to go to pilot school. Really? Yeah. Like military or or private? No, I want to go into like commercial. With commercial like airlines. Airlines. Okay. airlines, okay. Yeah. When did that come about? So, it's like... 
I've always thought, I thought about it since like my freshman year of high school. Like I, I love traveling every time like I'm on like a plane. I just think it's like cool. Like, I don't know what it is. Like I just hop on there. I'm like, this is kind of cool. And like, I would talk to my dad about it and like, I can't see myself doing a desk job, like sitting like a nine to five working on like marketing. Like, yeah, it's interesting, but I don't think I could do it for the rest of my life. So I've been trying, like, I was always looking for like a job that would be more like, like, like I could explore more. Right. So I would talk to my dad about it and he's like, what about like being a pilot? And I was like, you know, actually that kind of sounds interesting. Like, yeah, it's probably two more years of school, but like that's two more years of school I'd be willing to do. Sounds like an interesting challenge, you know, mm-hmm. As, and, and for someone who likes to travel, why not? Who knows? Maybe one day you can, you can fly the team from place to place. There you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> as you know, I mean, going around the Big East, you know, any, any chance you get, um, you know, especially if you can get on a private plane, that's, that's the best way to travel. Yeah, I wish we could get a private plane. <laughs> if you know someone, please let us know. We will do that. We will certainly do that. Well, Maddie, good luck uh, in St. Louis this week. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Good luck with whatever you decide to do. And if you do end up in flight school, um, you know, go out there and make the most of it. We really appreciate the time. And thanks for joining us here on the 1620 The Jays podcast. Of course. Thank you. That's Maddie Radke of the Creighton women's soccer team. More to come. Send it back to Josh Peterson. Josh. John, thank you so much. The Creighton women's soccer team, they continue a three-game road swing this week in Game 2. They played St. Louis earlier this week. They'll also play Drake next Sunday before returning home to Morrison Stadium for Soctoberfest on Friday, the 8th of September versus Minnesota. Soctoberfest, always an awesome time there at Morrison Stadium. Now we turn, though, to the Creighton women's cross-country team. I had an awesome chat with Molly Rogers about why. Why do you join Creighton as a student manager? How, then, do you eventually join the team as a runner? Plus, growing up in Denver, fun socks, and a whole lot more. Here is Molly Rogers. And now we welcome Molly Rogers onto the podcast, a first-time guest here on 1620 The Jays Podcast. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I'm doing excellent. What was the uh, what was the summer like in terms of training for you as you get ready for another cross-country season? Yeah, uh, we did a lot of tempos this summer. So we have this thing called like Z2 pace, and that's like, you know, a little bit slower than race pace, but like still kind of at a good like threshold there. And so I feel like we did a lot of those runs. We didn't do anything that was like, you know, super track workouty because, you know, you don't want to burn out too early um, in the season there. So it was a lot of just tempos, long runs, some easy runs. Um, I really enjoyed the training this summer. It was it was a lot of fun. Awesome. We are recording this podcast at the very end of fingers crossed what we hope to be like the second horrible heat wave of the summer. <laughs> um, we, I, I saw a, a press conference that your coach did kind of talking about the science behind what a week like this is like, what, what has this been like for you? Just given the place on the calendar. And I imagine you're like just antsy for the season and everything to get going, but you're having to slow down because you don't want to overexert yourself on a, on a morning that's already in the, the low eighties with humidity climbing above 90%. Yeah. I mean, this week we definitely modified a lot of our workouts. So like on uh, Tuesday, we did like, we were supposed to do like some 600s, but we ended up doing hill repeats and we just, it was quick little like 50 second hills. 
Um, so we still were able to get that like stimulus there, but you know, not like overexert ourselves. And we like brought our waters. Um, coach has been awesome. Cause he has like this little like towel bucket that we bring with us. And we all just put on like the cold ice towels. And that's been awesome. And today we were able to do the 600s. So this morning, you know, got up early, we got the work done. Um, it went really well for everyone. So, you know, we were able to push through it and like, you know, just go through it, even though it's a little bit hot, but we're getting there. So yeah, I finished my run this morning and I told my wife when I got back, like, it's wild how 80 degrees and like 65% humidity feels so much better than 75 degrees and 95% humidity, which is what it was like earlier this week. A hundred percent. Yeah, I felt it felt way better this morning compared yeah. to what it did on Tuesday. One more just weather related before we get into your your career and your great story. Are, are you someone that when the weather gets like this, that you're you can kind of force yourself to get up? earlier to get those miles in, whether it's as the sun is rising or right before the sun rises? Um, I'd say I'm kind of in between. Like yesterday was like our wellness day. So it's just like a day where you do what you need to do to like get ready for the next workout. And I had like some people that were going at 6 a.m. and I was like, that's too early for me. So I did like an 8 a.m. I was like, you know what? We're going to like still get up, but like we don't need to be going like crazy early. So awesome. Yeah. Um, Your story is fascinating to me because you were a student manager when you first arrived at Creighton, you are now running for the team. Like, let, let's go through the process. How do you decide on Creighton? How do you become a student manager? And what ultimately leads to, to you now being a part of the team as a runner? Yeah. Um. So I kind of started the whole like recruiting process super late. It was like, I think February senior year of high school. And I was like, you know, I really want to run. Like, I think I'm going to miss this team aspect and I want to be a part of something. And so I started kind of just like reaching out to schools that I applied to and some of them were really big schools. So I was like, you know what, like understandable, like I'm not, you know, my times weren't exactly where they need to be for those bigger schools. And Gannon was super responsive and he's like, Hey, look, we're done recruiting for this year, but you know, you could be a manager and a potentially like, you know, get on the team later. And I was like, okay, I'm not so sure. I'm going to go like visit Creighton because I'd never been to Omaha before either. So I went out and visited and the girls were amazing. The team was awesome. I was like, okay, this just feels right. And so that's that's how I ended up here. Um, yeah. Interesting. So was it, I guess, did you just, had you not wanted to run in college because you you didn't think your times were good enough or because, I don't know, something was changing and then you real like you mentioned the team aspect that, that kind of drew you back in? Yeah, like I loved, I started out like freshman year when I first, you know, high school, when I first did cross country, um, like competitively, it was like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. Like, you know, just something to stay in shape for. Like I originally was like a soccer player. So it's like, okay, like, you know, stay in shape for the spring season. Um, and so I was like, I really feel like what was important to me sometimes at the time, like the earlier years was just like the team aspect and being like, oh, I really like, you know, the girls on my high school team were so cool too. And as senior year was closing out, like I thought I was ready to kind of say bye to that. But then I really quickly realized like, oh, no, like I'm not. And I think it was also like I started getting a lot better senior year of high school, too. So then I was like, oh, you know, like I think I could actually like I could run in college like I could do this. Very yeah. cool. So what what takes you then from student manager to to a part of the team? Like what, what was that process like for you? Yeah. So Gannon gave me like a set of times that I had to hit. I don't remember the exact times, like what they were, but it was probably around like a 19 minute 5k, I think like maybe a 520 mile or something like that, like a few different times. And he was like, okay, if you hit one of these times, like you're on the team. Um, and so it was super cool. Cause like, 
it was, it was tough. Cause they, there's so many rules where it's like, okay, I can't fully like do all the workouts with the team or when he's there. So I had to do a lot of stuff sometimes by myself and like do the workouts later. Um, but still, you know, get up and go and pra- go to practice to support my teammates and be there for everybody. Um, but I could do the easy runs with them, which was really nice. So it was like definitely a process of like, okay, like I'm part of this team right now, like being a manager, like helping out with like the little things, like where I can, like taking people's food orders or, you know, just being encouraging and a supporter on the sideline, taking time during workouts. And then like also going and doing my own training. So I could eventually, you know, do what they're doing and be on the team. I feel like you had to to maybe learn something about yourself in terms of your mental toughness to be able to do all of those things sometimes with the teams but but a lot of the time away from the team if you were going to to get to the moment that you are now. Yeah, no, 100%. It was like I think it's changed me completely like in a positive way. Like awesome. it's made me yeah, it's made me really tough and it was like there were some really hard times. Like there was days where I'd wake up and I'm like it's 5:50 in the morning. I'm going it's so dark out and I'm going down to Morrison to do a workout right now. And I don't even like, I'm not running with these girls sometimes. Like I'm just here, like taking times or like, even when everybody gets the super cool gear and you're like, I just want that so bad, but it was such a good motivator. And I think it's made me so much better. And like, you know, really made me work for something and realize like how bad I want it to be on that team. You're from Denver. I was just there. Uh, I got married out there actually. And oh, that's awesome. uh, yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the, the running community, the running culture out in Denver and Boulder, all those places is so cool. I mean, I, I have to imagine that for you growing up was running just kind of a way of life, just given the locale, the mountains, all those things. Yeah. I mean, I also have a really big background. So both my parents ran at the University of Colorado. So and both were like all Americans, really good runners. Um, and so I grew up like my mom always joked. She's like, oh, you did the most laps around this park and like as a baby and a baby jogger. Like she's like, I definitely because she was training for um the Olympic trials for the, like, I forget what marathon it was, like what year it was, but she was doing that. And so she's like, I pushed you around so much and like did that. So I just grew up with running. Like that was just always part of my family. But so I, I loved it. Yeah. So did they have you read like running with the buffaloes when you were growing up? Have you had a chance to read yeah, that book? Yeah, yeah. Like we have a few copies in my house. That's like, it's a <laughs> That's staple. So cool. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing. One thing that I read about you is that you love running with fun, funny socks. Um. So I, I, I always told people like when I go to races, I want to wear loud clothes. Look, you know, blues and yellows, just things that are super bright. I wish that I could find fun or funny socks, but. I feel like I always get blisters. And so I just wear boring belegas. Like how, how difficult mm-hmm. have you found it to find socks that are loud and colorful and fun, but also aren't going to leave your feet trashed after a race? Yeah, that's definitely been like, I feel like kind of a balance. Um, I usually am able, like, I think I'm kind of lucky. I haven't had my feet be like trashed in some of the socks that are probably not like, to be honest, as high quality It's like, cause I run in like uh Bombas and Belegas, like when I train and stuff, but sometimes for the races, I'm like, you know what, we're going to have fun. Like it's a quick race. Like we're going to throw on those. I love my Colorado socks. So I always like throw those on or like, um, I have some like other ones that just have like flowers on them and like, it just helps me get through. It's like, you know, like I want to be excited for a race. So like, usually I'm fine with it, but I like, I definitely have caused a few holes in them. So I feel like I had to like throw them out. I uh, I hear that you have done some work uh, with stats at the baseball games. Have you had to sadly deal with my co-host, John Bishop, the voice of the Blue Jays, like I do on a daily basis? Yeah, I have. I've done a few, like I've done stats at the baseball games. Um, and then I've done at the basketball games too which is like so fun. I love sitting courtside for those. Those are awesome for both like girls and men's. 
Um, yeah, yeah no, he's he's funny. <laughs> he definitely is. Uh, before we let yeah. you go, what are you most excited for as the season just gets going as we get into the uh, fall season? Yeah, I'm really excited to just like get out there and run. Um, we've got some really fun courses coming up. And, you know, I love just traveling with the team and supporting everyone. Um, I love watching races as much as I love running them. So I love watching our guys get out there. I'm really excited for our home meet too this year. I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and it'll be it'll be really fun. Absolutely. Molly Rogers, such a fun story, such a good guest on today's podcast. Molly, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the 1620 The Jays podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. It will be in your feed at the end of every single week, and we will continue having conversations with the athletes and the coaches for those Creighton sports you love. For John Bishop, I'm Josh Peterson. We'll see you next week on the 1620 The Jays podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.